When are you ready for us, Nick? Uh, you're rolling, dude. Oh, shit, we're rolling. Yeah. Oh. That's, some, that's some B-roll. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got that well, that's B-roll. a good intro. B-roll. Um, no, well, you were talking about, like, uh, well, just like at some point we'll do it introduction and stuff like that because everybody's probably wondering who the fuck are these guys and, and, and what are they doing well they here? already know who you are and then when you're like yeah who's this dick who is this fucking guy <laughs> why is his head so shiny <laughs> I was worried about that <laughs> I was actually worried about that I was like are we, I'm gonna have to like dull down my head both of you guys what's up I know man I, mine's fresh like, it's a this prereq just happened. it that's is a thing, it that's looks a, good see that's the thing you don't understand is halfway through the show we're gonna shave your head. <laughs> You're gonna have a fight on your hands, it's brother. Called a, it's a stunt. Yeah, we got a stunt coming up. No, 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 no. It's cool. I already roofied your coke. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I felt good. I knew I felt good. Oh. I missed what? Huh? Or maybe I roofied my uh, rock star. <laughs> you ever roofie yourself? <laughs> it's yes. another Mer Tuesday. <laughs> so yeah. So who 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 are you? You just walked in here. Um, my name is Eli Jones. I'm a former Marine. I was infantry with 1st Light Armored Reconnaissance Battalion from mm-hmm. uh, 2008 to 2012. Okay. Did a combat tour in Afghanistan in 2010. Um, did a little stint in India. And, yeah, moved back to North Carolina when I got out in 2012. I've yeah. been uh, living in North Carolina since then. Since then, since you got out of the Marines. Yes. Cool. And did you like it? Did you enjoy it? That's a difficult <laughs> question. Um, All right. That is okay. a loaded question. Right. <laughs> yes and no. All right. uh, I really miss the brotherhood. I miss my friends. Uh, like, it's it's just a, a, a connection that uh, I felt like I was kind of looking for from the time I got out until now. I've, I've found something similar to that now. But at first, I, I, I had a really difficult time. Um, relating with everybody because I just missed my bros. Uh, we lived together, worked together, partied together. We did everything together. Fought okay. together. Yeah. Each other and the enemy, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yep. Did you shower? Ha- you said, hazed each other? Yes. <laughs> you said, but we don't say that. Yeah, no, wait, no, no, we don't no haze. Hazing. No, we can't haze anymore. What, um, what did we call it when, when command asked? wasn't hazing it was uh, uh forcibly instructing forcibly instructing or uh, <laughs> <laughs> teaching a lesson yes oh, yes man. it was lesson time yeah it, yeah. it had educational material yes it. it was educational moments now you and i really relate because you know i was in the marines from 2000 2005 and i think we met once before um over at the va and really hit it off right back and that's something that, that when you when when Scott was asking if we missed it, like if you missed it, I know what you meant right there because I don't miss a lot, but the things that I do miss are just I can't like it gets me emotional. I don't like to admit it, but I get emotional sometimes, and I know that's where how I got where I am. So, is that kind of something that was the same for you? I don't know. Like, do you feel like missing those certain parts? The brotherhood, the camaraderie, the always being there, knowing you had your back. I know that was uh, not having that is what f- kind of led me to my downfall in some aspects of my life. Is that Was that the same for you? Because I know a couple of us have been like that. Or were you already on a downward spiral, like in the Marines and, and after? Like, was, oh, it, was yeah. it perpetuated by, like, uh, I'm not in the service anymore? Because, like, I, well, I, 
And I can relate. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the three of us actually met at the VA yeah. here, here in Asheville. Um, and I was in the Navy from 88 to 96. Um, God, you're old. I, <laughs> I just dated myself. And now nobody will date me except old ladies. But on the bright side, but, you look really old. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks. In Thanks. a good way. In a good Distinguished. Way. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, I know that, uh, yeah, I can relate to For me, it was... Um, I, yeah, it was getting out and not having that camaraderie. Now, the, the brotherhood, people I could depend on, I think that was the big thing because I, I launched right into the business world and people in business don't, normal people don't work like veterans work. Um, well, and, the cutthroat and, too. Yeah, and they're not dependable. Like, you know, no. they do 10% of the job. It's like, oh, I just show up and clock in and do this. And that stuff used to drive me nuts. And it mm-hmm. was, um, it was. I know it was a difficult aspect for me and it perpetuated yeah it played a big part i was already on my downward spiral and it, and it perpetuated uh, perpetuated it yeah so i'll be a hundred percent honest i was still having fun at that time like my my drinking <laughs> okay. and my getting messed up in other ways like i was having a blast so it's hard to say if that kind of perpetuated it or okay. if it was already started i mean i think it started way before the marine corps but i did have a really big problem identifying with uh people who weren't who didn't serve and even in deeper detail i had a problem identifying with people who weren't infantry in Mm. the marine corps especially so like i could be hanging out with a group of veterans and if you weren't infantry then uh, go fuck yourself ah yeah you weren't shit but (laughs) i think a lot of that comes from uh from some inner stuff like i identified as a Marine, that's that's who Eli was. Eli was a Marine. Okay. Infantry Marine. That's It wasn't what I did. It's who I was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, after taking some time, I got to look at some things and realize that that's not who I am. Um, okay. It's just something that I did, something that I, I really loved the fact that I did. But it wasn't exactly who I was, if that makes sense. Sure. No, I mean, yeah, that makes total sense. Now you said you said something interesting a, min- a minute ago. You said you missed that brotherhood or that connectivity, and you've recently found that. So you found that in some other manner. Yes, I have. And where have you found that at? Um, I have found it in twelve-step uh, programs. Oh, um, yeah. Oh. Um, interesting twelve-step program. I see what you did there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really. Yeah, so uh, I, so, something that I learned um, after coming to a 12-step program and actually doing the 12 steps is I've, right. I have this problem of constantly trying to separate myself from. Um, I cannot identify with anybody because I'm either better than or less than. And uh, once I realized that I'm not more than or less than, I'm just part of, mm-hmm. things started clicking, and that was a direct result of the 12 steps. And I'm able to find connection with these these other people in recovery because we ha- we have the same we, we we have the same problem right like we're we're all people who suffered from this disease and uh, we we know what it's like we, we don't even have to really go into detail about describing what it's like because we we already know it's the only place two strangers can meet and reminisce of the past I think I heard somebody say one time and that's very accurate but the thing that makes it even stronger is that when you actually do the steps and uh and start to start to figure out who you are you're bound even tighter because y'all have have this common solution like not only did you suffer together but you you had a similar way 
to get some hope back in your life. So when you say 12 steps, you're talking about uh, the 12 steps of recovery. Yes, I am. Recovering from? For me, alcoholism and drug addiction. Oh, for me too. Yeah, how about you? Uh, not so much the alcoholism. Right, okay. Uh, I just lost my taste for it, but I think I uh, uh, tried to make up for it in every drug possible. Sure, and that's like that's primarily the reason why we're here. Is, yeah. uh, is because we're all recovering. We're you know, recovered addicts and alcoholics, and... Um, that was the whole point of actually launching this project mm-hmm. was to be able to bring, to capture that, to be able to offer something to the recovery community. And it, it, we're all recovering from something. It just happens to be that there's three of us in a room at this point in time that that, in that aspect is it's from drugs and alcohol and things like that. You mentioned, um, Eli, you mentioned um, that uh, we suffer from a disease or you suffered from a disease. Was that, was that an STD you picked up in the Marines? <laughs> No. So uh Okay. What the We just we just need to clarify. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I actually uh picked it up when I was visiting uh, Michigan. There was this lovely lady there by the name of Mrs. Rambo. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh no, my God. She gave uh, are you talking about one of my wives? <laughs> Notice I put an S on the end of that. I, I did yeah. That. I've had a few of those. No, I'm okay. just I'm just busting your back. <laughs> I know. No, um I it's it's something that that I actually believe that um, this is just my theory on it. This is Eli Jones's opinion. Sure, I think we're born with it. You know, I, I don't okay. think any outside factors play into it. I, I don't think I got it from from being in the Marine Corps, going through trauma. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I got it from being depressed. I don't think I got it from having anxiety. Okay, I think I got it because I I was I have it. You know, and okay. and honestly, it doesn't matter how how I got it or why I have it. The fact of the matter is that I do have it. Okay. Yeah. Is that so? You mentioned anxiety, uh, depression, P, uh, PTSD. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. PTSD. I do. I'm just. I didn't want to make an assumption. I just wanted to clarify. And uh, have you ever received treatment for that? Lots of treatment for that. Yeah. Um, about two and a half years of solid <laughs> treatment, therapy based and uh, prescription medications. Mm-hmm. Um, tried a lot of different stuff. How ironic is that, though? You know, I'm 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 going through the same thing with the prescription from the VA helping out with 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 my addiction and and it's just kind of mind blowing that I'm dependent on one thing medically that that they're helping me get off of the other thing. So it's like uh, mentally, I'm saying, are they just putting me on one thing that they can control? Or are they actually trying to help me? I went through all those when I was in treatment. That seems to kind of be a VA thing. It's like they just, let's shit on the VA for a second. It's like, I mean, I have a suitcase full of medication that I gotten. And when I saw a psychiatrist outside of the VA, he's like, what meds are you on? I literally brought my, well, not a suitcase, but it was like a briefcase suitcase. Mm -hmm. I brought that in and set it down. I said, here, this is going to be easier than me telling you everything that they've put me on. (laughs) The combination lockbox that you can get (laughs) in the pharmacy. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, and he went, and of course, you know, proceeded to go through it and throw that stuff out. But you don't, you had mentioned, you don't feel that, um, any of those aspects, um, PTSD, anxiety, depression, or anything like that, that didn't cause alcoholism or drug addiction. Exactly. Okay. Um, and I, I was on the medications for about two years, like I said, did some therapy. And uh, I can say now that, that I'm not on any medication for PTSD, okay. anxiety, or depression. Um, wow. 
so, something the VA does, and I, I believe most doctors do. I'm not a doctor, so I can't say with 100% sure. accuracy, but their job is to treat the symptoms, right? Yeah. You, you go in and your back hurts. They're going to give you some ibuprofen to help with the back pain. But what if it's a compressed disc in your neck or something? You, you know, it's uh, they're treating the symptoms. They're doing the best they can. Okay. Um, some symptoms of my addiction, my alcoholism, are that depression, you know. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I withdraw. I, I lose hope. Get in a really dark place. I hate being around people. I get anxious. I, uh, I'm uncomfortable in every situation. Currently? No. No, no, no. This so those things have been remedied. Yes. And, and do you believe that that's in part or, or wholesome from working a 12-step program? 100% without a doubt in my mind. That's from working a 12-step program. Okay. Do you know what stuck out, though, when you talked about the 12-step program? To me, like, when you were talking about how you were before and identifying as a Marine, that was Eli John. You, you know, and if, if you weren't infantry, you weren't shit. What I noticed, what you said, like, in your 12-step program, it, does, it doesn't matter anymore. And that's what's great about it because I've been involved with the 12-step. It doesn't matter at all what you did, how much you did, how much you lost, whatever. You suffer from something or uh, an addiction to something. Sure. And, you, and people have open arms, you know. And how to, to, I know that feeling was great because I didn't have to justify why I was there. Like in the movie uh, with Dave Chappelle – about getting high all the time. Oh, half baked. Half baked when oh, when when uh, Danny Tanner, what's his name? You ever sucked yeah, dick yeah. for weed? He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sucked dick for coke. <laughs> like, and then he shunned him, you know. And 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 I actually remembered that going to my first meeting, and I was kind of scared. Like, is it? But I know that I did some hard stuff. But is someone going to be like, no, no, you don't come in here? But there is a, a welcoming feeling in these in these rooms. Yeah. And is that what you were? Did you notice that difference? Yes. So I, I kind of felt it when I first came in that um, everyone was kind of viewed the same uh, ish, you, you know, right. like uh, like like I was welcome, but kind of kept it a one arm's distance. You know, Pe- people don't want to get really attached to ta- attached to the news- newcomer because, I mean, that's a good way to get hurt. Are you talking yeah. about you're talking about like in meetings when you came in? Yes. yes. When, okay. when I first came into uh, into recovery here in Nashville back okay. in 2016. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, pe- people. Uh, some people really welcomed me, and some people didn't. Um, I, I mean, you're gonna have that experience everywhere. But uh, I just kept hanging around until I, f- I found somewhere where, uh, where where the people like honestly cared about me. They mm-hmm. they may not have liked me, but they loved <laughs> they loved me enough to give me the truth. Well, I, I think I can speak from experience. There's still people that don't like you. No, no, no. But they do love you. But they do love you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they love you. Yeah. Now, was this? Um, I'm kind of curious. Was that um, was that a veteran meeting, or or like, did you find it difficult to be able to integrate yourself because of the asp- or the fact that you're a veteran, um, or did it really matter? Was that something you were kind of like able to take off the veteran coat, hanging on the door outside the meeting, walk in, you've got the common condition, uh, and then put the veteran thing on on the outside? I mean, initially, no. Um, okay. And uh, I, I kind of had a mindset that these people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They don't know what I've been through. Right. They they don't know this. They don't know that. When the truth is, they they know pain like I know pain. Okay. Um, I, I I think I mentioned it earlier. Like I, I've got this this problem, and it, 
uh, correlates with the disease. My mind's constantly trying to separate me from others, uh, from from everything. You know, just isolate me, get me alone, or make me feel alone. Okay. Uh, and that that was a that was a really difficult thing to set that aside. Um, I I wasn't able to do that un- until I honestly did some work on the steps instead of just going to meetings. Okay. Yeah. That's. That's like inspiring, actually. And I'm not trying to be like, uh, like hokey, like, oh yeah, thanks for coming in. Mm. You're so oh, you inspired um, me. No, that's that's exactly have, how it's supposed to work. Did you ever seek out any assistance through the VA for, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, for uh, alcoholism and or drug addiction through the VA itself, or did you just like throw yourself into twelve step program meetings? I'm really glad you asked that question. Um, First of all, I want to give props to the Charles George VA Medical Center. Oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. It's it's amazing. I know a lot of people talk bad about the VA, but I've had nothing but good uh, good experiences on the mental health side. Um, yeah. in, in 2016, I that, that's when I first started uh, trying to get clean and sober. Um, okay. I, I set up an appointment at uh, the VA hospital here in Asheville um, sometime in March. I went. They were initially just going to prescribe me uh, – uh, a maintenance drug and i like marijuana no <laughs> um in california i've heard it's a maintenance drug that's what they say <laughs> mm, okay but uh no no it was a it was a prescription maintenance drug which they, they they did end up prescribing me but they they got me into um uh the 30 day the 28 day treatment program there the sarp the sarp yeah. program that's a great yeah. program it's a great program i've been through it myself yeah. Oh, I'm alumni as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, All yeah. Sarpers. Oh, yeah. I liked it so much. I went twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Was that back to back or? No. Okay. No. Um, mm. Over the over the course of three years. That's good. But, How uh, was your experience with the staff there uh, at this at the Charles George? Like, what was your impression? I mean, I have my own, but I'm curious what yours was. The staff all around at the VA hospital, everyone is very um what's the word I'm looking for? They just want to be helpful. Like, like, yeah. You, yeah. like, like you, you can be walking down the hallway, fucking staring at the ceiling and somebody will come up and say, Hey, you, you know where you're going. You need help finding, finding where you're going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was my experience. Um, when I was an inpatient, we had great counselors, um, great psychiatrists, okay. great groups. Um, and, uh, I think that made it a lot easier uh, being new in recovery because I'm surrounded by veterans in that environment. And so, so I'm having to try a little bit harder to separate myself okay. from, from, from others. Was it the first time, was the VA responsible for introducing you to 12-step recovery? Or mm. were you familiar with it before you went to the VA? No, um, I, I was familiar with it before. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I probably went to my first AA meeting when I was about fifth. Uh, yeah, it, it was an Alcoholics Anonymous 50? meeting uh, at about fifteen years oh, old. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. All right. Um, okay. And, and and it was in a, a town I won't mention because I don't want to bash uh, any twelve step program in any town. But oh, go ahead, please. Um, <laughs> please, it's gonna we're gonna do that at some point in time, regardless. So, Maybe not on this episode, but it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's <laughs> an in. Inev- it's an inev- Inevitable. Thank you. Yes, you're Inevitably. Too many energy drinks. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, my uh, Coke dealer had got uh, DUI, and he was being court-ordered to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> okay. So um, I 
like I said, I was about 15 years old, and I met him up there at the church, and <laughs> to buy we, coke. We, we freaking blew lines of coke in the in church the parking, parking lot, lot before, before, a the, before an AA meeting, and of I was course. like, fuck it, I'll go with you. All right. I hadn't drank today. Does <laughs> <laughs> this guy know how to party or what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so th- that was... Uh, that was one of my first introductions to a 12-step program. And um, also in 2015, I I started trying to get sober. Okay. And I, and I, I hit a huh. couple meetings, but I, I like I, I just wasn't ready. Like I, I wasn't wanting to hear anything anybody had to say. Hmm. I was just going to appease other people. Um, yeah, we do that. And it didn't work. That's... That's a theme that happened when I went to that SART program. I was not court-ordered, but I had just gotten in trouble. I just got out of jail, spent like six days in there. Nobody would bail me out. I finally got someone to, and I went to SART, to, and I went there to think that it might get me out of or help me get out of my court trouble, which I'm still going through. But two days into it, it clicked, and I was lucky because that's my first time through a program. Really? Yeah. Okay. And 15 years of addiction and first time going through the program and I'm, I just hit six months and congrats. Thank you. Thank you. And it's scary because you know, like the average number is what seven times through a program before it sticks. Like I looked it up and that freaked that's like seven times, huh? seven times. Yeah. I've been through Fuck. five. I, I, two more times, buddy. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'd gone through, I, uh, I'd gone through th- what? Three, three before, uh, yeah. Before I actually made it to the SART program in Michigan, I had I had um, six years sober yeah. and uh, went back out for eleven years um, drinking and drugging, and then came back into the SART program. And the one thing that I found is I it's it's interesting. I mean, I had to go through what I had to go through to get where I am today, but being in the program and being around other veterans in recovery, especially as a baseline, like starting out. There were times where I would look, I would just kind of survey the landscape and I would think, man, I wish I would have had this the first time around. Maybe it might, would have made a significant difference where mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gone back out for 11 years. I mean, you know, I can't go back in time and or predict the future yeah. given, you know, additional resources. But I know for myself personally, being around veterans at early recovery, those first 30 days mm-hmm. um, was crucial. It was mm-hmm. really crucial this time for yeah. me. Um, and I feel lucky to have that for my first time through and i'm you know dead set on making it stick i don't want to be a statistic and and then i had to realize that the number's at seven for a reason okay skewing numbers and all that you know if if people didn't go through one or two times the number would be at like 42 you know oh yeah the averages and stuff the averages so there are people that have gone through one time and i was in i was in a, a a step meeting and there was it was serendipitous almost because I was terrified thinking I just learned this number and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I'm destined to relapse. I'm destined to relapse. Why am Ooh. I even here? Right. That's where it was in my head. Right. Because everybody says an average of seven times. Well, that just I couldn't get that out of my head. Well, this kid who was a speaker for someone's uh, um, celebration. He was a one timer and he had just hit like he just hit two years. clean, yeah. And that was just a. Uh, I needed that at that moment. Right. Well, I think uh, I, the statistics that I, that I've seen from personal experience and observation is um, it's based on age. Like, how old are you? Eli? 
I'm 29 years 29. old. Okay, so you're like on the cusp. You actually got a little bit earlier. He's a baby. He's a baby. Yeah, He's because generally baby. people generally people that come into the program in their 30s stand a better chance of actually maintaining some type of long-term sobriety without actually going back on a relapse. Uh, there was a paper that came out. I'm on delay. It sounds awful. Uh, <laughs> Who the there's a paper fuck? that came out. Who the fuck are you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that said it was like... And this was done over like a period of like thirty or forty years. Okay. That we stop and start around for people who get it and it lasts. It's like eighteen times. Like that's not eighteen. Eighteen but times. It's like, like that's kind of like the magic number. Wow. For a lot of people. Jesus. Where you like? But I mean, that could be like. I could. Yeah. I'm gonna stop, and you go for like two days. I've oh, done, yeah, like I had serious. A, you know, so. I had a few of those. Wait, yeah. Right. So Wait, who the heck goes for two days? Uh, people that can't find it. <laughs> They must not be real addicts, right? No, no, no. I've got a forty-eight hour. Yeah, dude, I can, I can, I can, and I've done this before. I can hit, I can land at an airport, go check into my hotel, and in fifteen minutes after getting my bags there, I can, I can be high. Once you learn that, but like, there, there's different, all different types of of experiences in addiction. I mean, there's people that, all right, I'm not being sexist. I could be, but I'm not. Oh boy, here we go. But <laughs> you know, like, someone's going to be sexist. Think it's about it. Be sexist. Stop. <laughs> the, think about the, the the pretty girl addicts. Every time you've seen been at a party, they just have drugs handed to them. Well, of course, they, they don't are, have yeah. to work for it. They don't have right. to do uh, all that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if they land in an airport and they mm-hmm. have to go around, well, if they don't know the right area of town to go to a party at, right? You know, they're not going to get it right off the bat. I mean, you, that makes sense. You're mildly intelligent. I'll give you that. So I mean, at least you can get there and find your own drugs. <laughs> yeah, I know how to check into a hotel. Yeah, that's Barely. about it. Then yeah, and then after that, I'm kind of like, Goo. gets off the airplane. <laughs> okay, Google. <laughs> So, <laughs> where do I find drugs in Atlanta? Hmm. Over there. Over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Over there. Something Nick said that just uh, kind of went off, a little light bulb went off. He said about 17 times people started to get it after that. Right. Um, you know, like back in the 40s, 50% success rate. Like people would, you you had a 5 out of 10 shot. A one out of two shot again mm. it the first time. You mean like long-term sobriety? Long-term Without sobriety. ever having a drink or a drug again? Yeah. Wow. How the hell do they do that? Because that does not seem to be the case nowadays. It's a better generation. Well, <laughs> I I think it was the, the desperation. Yeah. Um, the, okay. The, the people were really hurting, and it was made really clear how hopeless their situation was. Mm-hmm. And it was like, listen, you're either going to – die miserably or you're going to get better which one you want to do right did anybody ever tell you that no 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 you did yeah, oh, JP. yeah, yeah. Had that. okay all right had that little gem of a talk so, yeah uh actually i just used your name for the first time we should probably do introduction. everybody knows who eli is because we everybody said knows eli. everybody knows Everyone. eli yeah because hey, we mentioned his name a couple times um and you're what name? What do you want us to call? Oh, him? I just everybody knows me by JP. JP, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I'm Scott, and this is uh, just for today. Just for today. Just for today. Well, it's a just for today cast, but it's yeah, it's just for today. 
four. Four. Yeah, the four. number four. four. Yes, four. just for today. And uh, it's yeah, not just today. Yeah. We're gonna have more casts. Yeah. And in case you were wondering, uh, you know, obviously just. Eli. Eli already did his introduction and told us a little bit about himself, uh, <laughs> being a Marine um, and a combat veteran, and also a man um, recovering or recovered. Recovered. Oh, uh, recovered. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should probably talk about that. But yeah, definitely a recovered alcoholic and addict. And the reason why we brought him on the show was, you know, everybody's <laughs> recovering from something. And what we wanted to take a look at was bringing people onto our show to take a look at the the other aspects of, I mean, everybody who walks, well, theoretically, we would hope that everybody walks into a 12-step meeting is all there because they have a common issue that they're contending with. But we bring a lot of other things to recovery as well. We bring a lot of other things to our sponsors, to meetings. Um, the three of us sitting here today are all veterans. Um, and that's something that we bring, and that's what we've been talking about and brought Eli onto the show to give us a little bit of his experience, strength, and hope about being a veteran. Um, we've got some other guests lined up that will come in and talk about some different aspects that they bring to recovery. And that's really the uniqueness of the show is, although we'll talk about recovery and a bunch of other different subjects, we want to be able to take a look at the other things that people bring to be able to kind of get that message out that, hey, wait a minute, if somebody's listening or watching... I contend with that, too. I'm just like that as well. So we don't want to, like, downplay the human aspect because, you know, we are human. And we bring other things into recovery that may need to be contended with or not contended with. If nothing more, it's something that we can all uh, bond around and say, hey, I'm not the only one. And uh, that was kind of the whole purpose for the show. And, and I just wanted to thank JP for being here and uh, for Eli coming on and talking to us to, today and our producer, Nick, and uh, Broken Helm. Uh, for hosting uh, us here at the studio. So, and you said you, there was something else. You, as you mentioned something interesting, you know, you talked about recovering or recovered the difference. What's your understanding of that? So, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, confusion around this for some mm -hmm. people. Um, so, some people think that w when, when I say recovered, that I'm saying it for me, but, okay. but that's definitely not the case. I announced myself as recovered. So the person that's in that room at their very first meeting ever, sitting there staring at the floor, feeling hopeless, thinking that they're never going to get better, thinking that life's never going to get better, e even if they, they can stay stopped for an amount of time. I want them to know that just because I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict doesn't mean that I have to die an alcoholic and a drug addict death. That probably pisses a lot of people off when you use that word. You know, whether it does or not, it's that's that's fine it's it's not about them it's not about me it's about the person that doesn't have any hope giving that's, them some hope that's really what yeah, it really man. is i mean that's my my understanding and i, I think you guys would both agree actually yeah. all of us all four of us would agree that that's really what it's about is um showing somebody that yeah there's a way out yeah and you actually can recover i know personally it, like it really chaps my butt when i go into meetings and stuff and i see the guy that's uh, the guy or the girl that i know for a fact has uh, a great quality of life because they practice the program. I'm not talking about stuff like they live in a big house and have a fancy car, you know, and a wife or a husband and kids, although a lot of us do get those things as a result of working the 12 steps. I mean, they're working a good program, and they don't identify themselves as a recovered person. Mm. Um, but that's a me thing. Yeah. How do you feel about it's that? It's not all about you. <laughs> shit, man. It's all about it. Well, yeah, it is all about me. No, today, today's Eli's day. So, oh, yeah, yeah, it's about me today. Uh, um, I will. Uh, 
I think tomorrow is my day. I don't know. It might be somebody else's. Day I get Thursdays. Tomorrow. You get Thursdays? Yeah. Okay. Thursday's going to be tough for you. <laughs> yeah, Thursday's going to be tough for you. It's going to be real tough. Yeah. You don't know? Oh, yeah. No, we got yeah, to share that joke. One, of, the, uh, one yeah. of these days. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Scott, I, I definitely get what you're saying because for a while that did upset me. And okay. then that, that goes back to something I mentioned earlier, that separation. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm 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 separating myself from them because I know that that they they've got this thing, but they're not telling people. Why the fuck aren't they doing it? Right. You know what? It's okay. Yeah, I've had to contend with that. I mean, I announce myself as a recovered alcoholic and a recovered addict. Fuck I get yeah. I get a lot of flack in a certain fellowship when I say that, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, how much time do you have?" And I'm like, six months." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, oh yeah, I get the looks." The, the old uh, they refer to them as the old heads. I get the looks, and they're like, six months." I'm like, "Yeah, work through all twelve steps. I've done all my personal amends, some of my financial, and I'm sponsoring people." And they look at me like I'm freaking out of my gourd. Well. Like they're right, yeah, but yeah. not just they give me that look, yeah. yeah. Like he always give me out. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> oh, yeah. you don't so. say. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Well, it's not did special. you have a vital spiritual experience? I oh. did. I, yes, I had a. Spi- <gasps> no, I've had spiritual experiences. There's a difference. I've had a spiritual awakening as a result of working the twelve steps of this program. I just so happened to do it with a sponsor. Um, although the only requirement, the only time you need another human being, according to the literature, is when you do a fifth step, and then obviously when you make amends. But uh, I did go through the, I did do all the steps with oh, the sponsor. Wow. Yeah, and also, I got a spiritual awakening as a result of it. Also, the big book was written before there were sponsors. So. Yeah, I can't find that word in there, although it might be in there. Mentor, protege. Yeah, they say that. Yeah, yep. but it's uh, it was written before the term sponsor came out. The term sponsor came from actually people in detoxes and uh, psych wards okay a member of at this time it was and i've a, been to i've been to both <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you've been to sarp you've been yeah. to both <laughs> i might i might have to go to one after this show so the yeah. so, a psych ward mind you not a detox yeah bro yeah. so the, the the term actually came from uh, when people were on these wards a member of alcoholics anonymous because that was only fellowship around at the time would go and sign this person out. Okay. They would sponsor them to go out uh, to a meeting, uh, and then they they would be the responsible for them yeah. to, to bring them back after. So they would be a responsor. Responsor. A responsor. I guess it would be if you went back and signed the same person out again. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to. That's a responsor. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. interesting. A little bit of history. Yeah, I'm. I mean, totally irrelevant. But no, no. You know what I mean, man, <laughs> I love those little like tidbits. Like I bring out the the percentages before. I just love that little stuff, like the origins of everything. And you know, it's it's funny. I feel unintentionally. I feel separate at this moment because I haven't done my steps. Why not? I'm just fucking. I just you. haven't. <laughs> you know, I've, I'm I'm six months clean and uh i had a sponsor and i just we didn't mesh and then i kind of the home group i was at just kind of didn't it started losing its feel and everything so i've been looking for another one but i'm actively doing that but i know i've got the workbook and all that stuff but i just haven't done it i'm in a good i'm in a good groove though so i don't want to mess that up but i'm still actively doing stuff i just feel like man i'm i'm behind Hmm. Sorry, you said the word workbook, and I laughed right. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I know. yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was given to me. I didn't pay for it. That's that, <laughs> dude, that's that's awesome. Like yeah. you're you're actively seeking. 
Um, that's that's a big part of, of recovery yeah. I've found is actively seeking. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm still – I'm not in despair. I mean, I'm actually doing things that I wasn't doing before. I'm, I'm back into video games and doing the – I was showing you my pen that you liked. It's pretty fucking awesome, My little by the Goku way. pen. You're and in video games? Like you got casted as somebody? No, but I do have oh. friends that have. Really? Yeah. So I'm trying to get back out to I'm LA to do that. I'm a big video gamer, too. Do you play yeah. video games, Elon? No, you I don't. You don't have time not. for that shit, no, I, I don't have time Fuck for it. No, he's too fucking busy. I, played, I would, but I just don't have time for it. Well, I played Red should. Dead Redemption. You yeah, that's a that? good game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one of my kids, one of my kids awesome. has that. I played Red Dead Revolver back in the day. A Velvet Revolver? Red, Red, Red Dead, Dead Revolver. Revolver. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it was the first Red Dead you game. Sh- yeah, Dude, see, you have was. to... Well, so, yeah, Eli, I mean, obviously, I'm just going to go... Well, because I know you. Uh, otherwise, if I didn't know you, you, I just wouldn't pick you up off the streets. I didn't pick you up at, like, uh, the VA and just drag you in here. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you got a relationship, <laughs> and you're, you know... Uh, uh, and I know the woman you're with. She's awesome. And... Um, you know, you've got work and some service commitments and sponsors. You need to fire some fucking sponsors so you can make video game time, man. <laughs> and you got football, yeah. football on Sundays. Oh man, just get rid of just, just get rid of two, and you could make time. You know, because I mean, you don't want to get rid of Haley. Where's my she's, time? She's good to have around right now. Where's yeah, my time? Exactly. Right now, you Jake. need to make video game time for yourself. Um, so something that I've found is when I try and make time for things other than recovery related stuff right like, uh, it always fucking falls short it's like right oh you, you you want some control back go fuck yourself yeah <laughs> um but the crazy thing is like any time that i think i don't have any more time available if if a man asked me to sponsor him magically that time just fucking makes itself available uh it's it's crazy stuff but yeah, trying to make time for video games or watching football. So sure, I'm I'm a big fan of football. Um, you are. Who's your team? Uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, well, we all can't be perfect. We uh, we all can, yeah. You know, not everybody can be. Not every. Not everybody can be a Lions fan. Don't don't choke on that over there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, JP. Who's your team? That's right. Really? Oh, yeah. My God. fucking brother, dude. Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm two and two and one, right? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Hey, man. Two no, man. we're two. We're uh, two and two and one. We're two, two and one. Two, yeah, two and we one. had a tie this year, I think. What about you, Nick? Who's your team? Probably uh, Seattle. I, I don't really watch sports ball. <laughs> sports ball. <laughs> he calls it sports ball. Oh. Uh, so my favorite team, because of marketing, yeah, uh, would probably be the Raiders. They have they sell the most. Mm-hmm. Volume of mm-hmm. product worldwide. <laughs> after the I didn't know that. Cowboys. 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 The Raiders. Yeah, but uh, I had a buddy in the core that was the big Raiders fan. That's why I hate him. I, <laughs> I yeah, Raiders. I, I just never got into. Yeah, yeah. Raiders. Raiders I fans cooked. are fucking weird. My man. grandmother. I cooked in the kitchen with my grandmother while everyone else watched football. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then that you're gonna have to cook some snacks one day. Yeah. Speaking speaking of like snacks, it. are you guys hungry? Oh, I saw you bring those out. I hope you have blue. I'm starving. I've got blue here. Uh, (laughs) Some white, some green. Yeah. Crimson? Um, Do you have crimson? Well, that's kind of a, you know, that's like, because we tease you guys all the time. Yeah. I saw him bring those out, like, by the table, and I was like, I know where you're going with this. (laughs) Where's going with it? I had to, I got two Marines here. Of course I had to bring out the crayons. And of course, yeah, the, 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 the taxi guy. 
You know the interesting shit. You know the interesting thing I find about. Uh, I don't. I don't get it. Oh yeah, we should probably explain that for yeah. Nick, for, so there's a should I show you? There's a common misperception that Marines. Are you put it yourself? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Should I show you? <laughs> so there's a common misrep. Common, it's common, not a misrepresentation. No, it's not misrep. Okay, so there's uh, Marines. Are these anybody's? Are suspected <laughs> sure. to be a little bit less intelligent than most people. Um, Still good. And so they. Um, so we make fun about we make fun of them about being crayon eaters. Um, it's good. Yeah, and that's one of the interesting <laughs> things too is that. Um, You've, no, I'm not going to try oh, it. Yeah, I'm okay. good. Then. No, I'm fine. Here, <laughs> this one's great. <laughs> it's great flavored. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, a, you know, and I was in the Navy. I'm a Navy vet, so like we 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 always bash <laughs> on each other. Marines and Navy always have this 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 thing. I think more than any other branches. But the thing that's unique is the fact that if anybody comes at either one of us, we're mm-hmm. always there to help each other out. Like we go yeah. at each other hard. Like the Air Force and the Army, they don't really have a thing. You know the the army and the navy really don't have a thing it's it's nothing like that like we no. literally bust each other's balls a lot but but, he, but heaven forbid somebody start some shit with yeah. you know with with the marine or navy guy because we're just we're like brothers from a weird fucking family um <laughs> that fight like cats and dogs and yet don't you mess with my brother right but at the same thing. time if, uh, if back when i was in or even after i got out if someone was to pick a fight with one of my really good friends at the time who was an army veteran right actually somebody did pick a fight with my friend who was an army veteran and uh i took a crow hop and punched him in the back of the neck (laughs) and the dude just went limp and uh we got out of there really quick yeah we might want to cut that out (laughs) (laughs) there could be pending charges associated with that shit (laughs) no date we're good well no i mean you know that's one thing is location that's interesting you mentioned that because allegedly 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 it may or may not have he allegedly dropped from the ground Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not that strong. And that's one of the things that we do. Yeah, I mean, we, we all defend each other being veterans and stuff. I mean, if you're in a bar or some some location and you know somebody's a vet and anybody starts messing with them, they got to deal with all the other vets in there. And it doesn't even really matter what era you were from. I mean, I've, although I'd, I'd find it hard to believe, you know, or to have like a Korean War guy backing me up. But shit. They would. I'd rather have a Korean. They would. I would rather have a Korean War guy backing me up than, yeah. than some young guy. Pulls out a K-bar and he very like, well might. And it was just because the guy took your seat. At <laughs> 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 the VFW. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I've been a member. I've, I've actually, have you guys member of the VFW? I'm not. No? Mm. Ever joined? Nothing no, like that. I was American, uh, American Legion. Legion. American yeah. Le- I was a Legion guy. Yeah. yeah. I was I, a Legionnaire. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I paid for a membership. I, I, I just never, never went. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially I, I got drunk now. at the Legion. Oh, hell yeah. In recovery. Yeah. yeah. Not in recovery. Sometimes it can't <laughs> go to there in recovery. I mean, they give you like little tokens. Yeah. For drinks. And so if you're in recovery, it's not really. Are you what, the only. What uh, is that? What? The VFW, VFW, VFW veteran, uh, VFW is veterans of foreign wars, and the American Legion is. Well, it's the American Legion. They're they're institutions. They're private organizations you can join if you're 
American Legion, you can join if you're a, a veteran or if you are the son or daughter mm-hmm. of a veteran. And VFW, you can join if you've served in the combat like a theater. Lodge, like a, like a moose lodge. It's like a moose lodge, yeah. Yeah, like they, the mooses get, or elks, but it's it's uh, military related. Yeah, they get involved yeah. in the community. They do like uh, Yeah, they actually things. do a lot of good. They're there for each other. They, most, most of those uh, posts for any of them have... Uh, representative that will uh, liaison that will help you with the VA and any paperwork stuff. So it's really yeah, they being do able help to, out a lot. Being able to get health services or disability and stuff like that. Yeah, the <laughs> the they I know the Legion does for yeah. sure have that. Yeah, and they have hella drink prices. <laughs> soda. Yeah, they, they do. <laughs> yeah, just just like JP was saying, no. uh, they they've got great liaisons. If if you're not plugged, yeah. if you're a veteran and you're not plugged into the VA. And you're having a hard time going about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, find the local American Legion. Talk to them. Yeah. They'll, they'll get you hooked up. They yeah, will. when when my wife and I, oh, sorry, ex-wife, mm. when my ex-wife and I first moved down here from Michigan six years ago, that was the first place that I went, and they got us hooked up with. A, they really help us helped us get established down here, not just in a veteran community or through the VA, but I mean right. with helping us out with a place to finding a realtor to get a place to live, helping me find a job. They actually, I actually, they actually, while I was looking for work, they had me do some painting and some cooking there for a little while so we could put some, you know, cash in our pocket while we're getting our businesses right. up and running. I mean, it was really cool. And the unique thing is, is that that's also something that happens in, um, in 12 step programs at the right point in time is yep. the fact that, you know, if somebody's considering going and stuff like that, um, you know, we do we do look out for each other in other areas beyond just helping you get over drugs and alcohol when it's warranted. Because if you put, I know from personal experience and from observation and drawing conclusion from that, if you think, oh, I'm just I, what I need to stay sober, get sober is I just need the girl or the guy. I need a job. I need some money in my pocket. I need a car. I need a house. I need my kids back in my life. That's a big one that I've seen and, and yeah. thought myself. I need all this stuff on the outside. And then I'll be good. And the funny thing is, is what I've seen is you had all that stuff before. And you weren't. And you weren't good because you drank it all away or drugged it all away. But you just weren't good. You weren't good in your head and everything. And people come into the program and they think, well, I just acquire all these things and then I'll be okay. It's like, mm, what, you're, you're kind of doing the same thing again, thinking this time it's going to be different. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like you said, just you feel if... The, the way it should be is you get good and all those things will come. And then you can keep them in your life. Right. But you have to be good with you first. Yeah, that's a big thing. And, 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 and I've noticed that like as I've worked on myself, good things have started just either falling into place or radiating. You know, like uh, I'm not looking like a <laughs> like a skeezy addict like active like <laughs> can really? I borrow five dollars <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah right but who, now told, who told you you aren't no stop <laughs> you guys are mean <laughs> no but like now it's it's like my mom helped me out with uh, uh the some motorcycle stuff i need to get my tag renewed and i'm i'm going on disability right now and so i didn't have enough because i got the new place which the va helped me with mm-hmm. and I just needed some money for my tag and, and my mom was okay. Cause she's back in my life. She's like, yeah, I'll help you out with that. Whereas before it had been like, no, no, you're not getting money for shit. Yeah. You know? Cause you knew where that was going, Beep. but things are starting to happen as you do things for yourself. And those are, Is those that, are big milestones when you get family come back. Those are yeah. really important things when yeah. people suddenly 
don't mind having you around or come right. over to the house or, heaven forbid, give you a key to the house to use when they're out of town. My brother actually last week texted me and said that he wanted me to come see my niece and nephew. And I hadn't seen them in months. And I was just kind of waiting. But they've known that I've been kind of on the, the straight and narrow and sure. getting things done. Well, For him to reach out and say, hey, I want you to come by and and see your, your niece and nephew, like that just almost broke me down. Like, I'm glad it was a text. You know what I mean? Really? Because it was on okay. the phone. I'm like, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> <be> right over. <laughs> right. I just don't know what to do with my life. But he, it meant so much for that. And I know it's from me just making sure that each day, I'm doing the right thing. See, that's the thing. Each day. That's interesting you should mention that. Right. Because really all we have is today. That we There's no guarantee that we've got tomorrow. And like uh, on that note, um, so let me ask you, since since you came in and shared your experience, strength, and hope with us today, and a lot more, and, and thank you for that. Um, there's, no, there's no guarantee of tomorrow. Right. Right. You That's don't know right. if you're going to wake up tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow. JP doesn't. Nick doesn't. Nobody knows if we're going to wake up tomorrow. All we really have is today. So let's let's. So hypothetically, let's say you, Eli, were given one more day and you were told that tomorrow is the last day. You don't get another one after that. You die. You go to heaven or nirvana or you, re, you know, come back as a cow or whatever. Hap, whatever happens to us when that transpires. Where would you go on your last day? What would you do? Uh, yeah, that's the next thing. Yeah, yeah, where would you go? Who would you either spend time with or who would you go see? And and then what's the last... What would you say to people, humanity, the planet? Like, what would be the, your parting words would you say to them at the end of your day, like before you lay down and went to sleep or whatever transpired to you? Where would you go? Who would you see or visit or spend your day with? And what would you say? So, I mean, we, we got 24 hours in this one day, so obviously I'm going to consume a lot of energy drinks. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'd start my day off like I do every day um, and look at myself in the mirror and tell myself that I'm a drug addict of the hopeless type. What are you going to do about it? And, wow. uh, and I'd, I'd start my day off like that with my morning, my morning routine, my prayer and meditation. Okay. And, uh, the first person I would probably go see would, would be my grandmother um, and my grandfather. Uh, I'd spend a few hours with them. And I know this sounds like I'm full of shit, but this is this is straight from the heart. And I would meet with a sponsee. Oh, wow. I like that. Um, uh, obviously, I'd you have... you have one in mind or you just... Just, it, just any just of them. Any of them that yeah. were available? Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. And we'd, we'd, we'd do some reading. Um, hmm. would do some step work and I'd finish up the day with, uh, with my fiance, Haley. Oh. And, um, we'd probably watch some TV and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Netflix and chill, you know? Netflix. Oh yeah. Netflix and chill. And, okay, cool. uh, of course, up, of course you would. Yeah. <laughs> then, Why, yeah. Then I'd do my nightly inventory. Okay. And, uh, then I'd wake up dead. Wake up dead. And the last, my last day on earth would have been a great one because, I got to enjoy the gifts of working with others and helping others okay. by spending time with my loved ones, uh, my my family. But I also got to continue that legacy by 
uh, by meeting with another guy and sitting down and watching those lights come on. And that's pretty awesome. Shit. You made me feel like a dick. Fuck, dude. You almost brought tears <laughs> to my eyes. Like, I started to... I'm like, I feel like a dick. I feel real emotional. <laughs> I'd have been like, I'm going to go to, like, the Taj Mahal and all that <laughs> stuff, and I'm going to... Like, <laughs> that was amazing. I don't know, man. Now I feel like less of a person. And what would you say? <laughs> like, what What would you... That was the thing. So, like, what's your part... What would be your parting words to the world, really? Ooh. Mmm. Mmm. I told you there was. I told you. Yeah, was gonna, so I told you there was going to be something. We love yeah, you, Asheville. Good night. Go Forty Niners. Yeah, it'd probably be good Niners. But yeah. no, um, probably my parting words would be something along the lines of just love. You know, when, yeah. when you go out there, just love. Uh, if if you do that, you're gonna have a pretty good day. You're gonna have a pretty good life. Um, Yoga love, not, love yeah, people love yeah just love um, okay y- yogananda he he's got this quote that I, re- I really really have taken uh, taken in and I I try and remind myself of it daily those who live passionately teach us how to love those who love passionately teach us how to live I like that um, mm, that sounds good yeah I'll have some of that <laughs> <laughs> I'll have what he's had <laughs> thirty dollars that's all <laughs> no I'm oh my gosh. <laughs> No, that's that. No, that's that was some good. That's pretty epic, man. Good shit. That's a good. That sounds like a great way to spend the day. Hey, I'm, I mean, we, we were just talking about all the outside shit doesn't matter, right? Uh, yeah, right. It, it doesn't matter where I go, who I, if, if if I go see some awesome show, like I would love to, I would love to have had the chance to see Led Zeppelin live, right? Right. But that's not going to happen. But what I can do is like see those lights come on in somebody else, see that hope come back into their life. Wow. Um, Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Mm. I just got the Beatles. I, I started collecting LPs again. I got a record player for like 50 bucks and it's, it's got Bluetooth and everything. It's pretty cool. Oh, a record player LP. Oh, so you can burn your your vinyl onto. No, no, no. I've got um, the vinyl's coming back. Really? So like okay. even Walmart sells vinyl. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, and I, I got Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club <gasps> Band. That is a freaking awesome. I just got album. that like like brand new pressing, but you know right. it's not like an original. But I've got it hooked to my little like stand up speaker and stuff, and I'll be blasting some Sublime or they've right. got everything. They, I got NWA. <laughs> <laughs> Hell it was yeah. bad, dude. It was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that made me think of it because now I need to go get uh, Zeppelin. Yeah, I got. Mm-hmm. There's a place Crazy in Asheville named Ice Cube. <laughs> there's a place in Asheville <laughs> called uh, Compton Place. So we are going out there, and we're gonna like video walking out of it, coming straight out of Compton. Coming straight out of Compton. We'll just be walking awesome. down the street because it has a sign that says Compton Place, but then we'll just have to have one of us add. Place. Yes. <laughs> Straight out of Compton. Place. Maybe we can get him to sponsor us. And then we could do like a, we could do like a video. It's bit. a neighborhood. Do like a remote. <laughs> we'll get the, the HOA to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, Asheville's got, um, yeah, for anybody who's not in Asheville, um, what do you guys think of Asheville? I fucking love it. Man. I love it. I miss L.A. You do? Yeah, I what love the hell do you? I lived in L.A. for a while. I did too. I lived there what four you? years. I want to go back to L.A. and do it right. Instead of going downhill like I did. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And I want to go back there and just do things right because there's, to me, there's nothing better. There's a pretty good, there's pretty good recovery in Los Angeles too. 
Yeah. Traffic sucks though. Yeah. Not on a motorcycle. <laughs> Not on a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, true. I, I I love Asheville, man. Like I, I, I grew up in western North Carolina. Um I've lived here pretty much all but four years of my life. And uh man, I I've been all over the world and I think this is the most beautiful place you can find. Uh that's my opinion. But uh hey, that's all that matters to me, right? I've heard all around the world, same song. Mm. Really? Nothing? Digital Underground. Oh, my God. Oh, geez, man. Come on. Yeah, so for people, (sighs) yeah, because, I mean, if there's people listening or watching the show that are not from Asheville, I'm almost tempted to tell you to come here, but fuck that shit. Like, don't come here. Right. Because (laughs) you'll think it's so cool. Like, oh, we should move there. No. No. No, There's, like, you think LA's got bad traffic? I was going to say. For our size city? Traffic's getting to, here is getting to be like LA. No, yeah. no, <laughs> no. And housing costs it is not <laughs> at four a.m. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's accurate. And housing, yeah. housing's yeah. getting to be like Los that, Angeles too. That's, like that's the cost true. of housing, well, it's getting it's getting freaking nuts. Yeah, especially in like uh, the ritzier parts of town for sure. Yeah, but even in even the styles of houses are just like the kind that were in like West Hollywood and stuff. I've seen the new builds up here; they look. Like something now that's true because they're like 1.5 million in West Hollywood mm-hmm. for like 180 square feet, square feet, 180,000 or no, not 100. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like 1,800 square feet. Okay. Yeah. 1.5 million for 1. 1,800. Mi- well, yeah. we're not quite there, but we'll probably, at this rate, if we keep going the way we're going, yeah. we're probably going to get that Yeah, way. it's on its yeah. way. Saw some houses in Beaver Dam today with probably about... 2,000, 2,200 square feet for about three quarters of a million. Yeah. It's on its way. That's nuts. Yeah, man. Well, we still have real estate. Yeah. We do have real they estate. They don't. Yeah. That's true. So. But the thing is, we don't want our mountains, like, you know, just all covered with houses. I it do. It destroys the view. Let's Fuck cut the you, tips man. off. Let's, oh like, start God. mining some coal. You know? <laughs> I want the black lung. <laughs> I got the black lung, Pops. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, show us your blue steel. There you oh, go. Wow, oh, wow, that was actually pretty good. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Good recovery here. Good. There we go. Oh, yeah, that'd make a good still. Yeah, good. Merman. Good. good, good Merman, Pops. Yeah, Merman. Good, good recovery here in Asheville. That was one thing I was concerned about. Um, yeah. Asheville, see, I got sober the first time around in Ann Arbor, Michigan, um, and U of M is there the campus yeah. and obviously the football team and everything and it was a very tight knit recovery community um, a lot of the businesses were really sensitive to people uh, in early recovery and 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 midterm and long term recovery as well but right. um, it was really easy to find work uh, a lot of three quarter houses treatment centers things of that nature and, and just huge meetings I mean there's a Saturday night meeting on um, out in Ypsilanti where there's like it's a speaker meeting and there's like 400 people that go to that thing every Ooh. Saturday night. And when I came, when I, you know, I was not clean or sober when I moved down here, um, five and a half, almost six years ago. Um, and my first couple meetings I went to I, here in Nashville, I was like, oh, uh, this is going to suck. I just <laughs> like five, six people you yeah. know, in the meeting. And I'm like, oh God, oh God, I'm going to have to move someplace else. But no, at recovery, no, recovery. Well. Recovering from drug addiction and alcoholism here in Asheville, it's uh, it's 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 big. It's huge. Yeah, I mean, and, and I actually myself, I prefer those type of meetings. Same. The, the, the smaller, big ones. Yeah, no, those smaller, like the four or five people. And I mean, like it's so more, so much more personal, like sure. a connection. Where 
they have uh, at the VA that I don't know if you guys do the Veteran X or whatever that is. I've done that. Yeah. Don't they have a speaker and like with a microphone and all that stuff? They do. Like, yes, enough. they do. I'm not down with that. Like mm. if I go there, I want to have like some one-on-one time with someone or feel like I'm actually being listened to or connected with. Sure. So you're like and, the smaller AA. Yeah. Or smaller, smaller meetings. Yeah. 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 It's. I like the groups where uh, everybody gets dressed up like peacocks. And oh, I know what they go there to pick other people up. You fucking ironic. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> that's I, the ones that, I like. That's the underground. I like that. <laughs> well, we're not going to mention meeting names, but there's yeah, I, those are the ones that I like. The bl- and, and the I bling like, bling I, meetings. The bling bling meetings, <laughs> yes, because I like to go there and watch everybody. It's just if you got, if you sit back and watch, it's freaking hilarious. Oh wait, Everybody's you're serious? Like, the, like yeah, I didn't oh, know. I'm totally, I'm totally serious. <laughs> I'm totally serious because, like, you'll have, like, groups of guys and groups of girls and everybody's all dressed up. And dressed to the nines. Like, it's funny because you'll, uh, you'll have people sit and then inevitably you'll get the guy with, you know, the backwards cap and the neck tattoos and he's wearing Jordans and he just, he's got to go get his coffee after everybody sat down so he gets a strut through the middle so all the girls look at him and stuff. It's, it's kind of humorous to watch. I mean, I get it. You, loneliness and early sobriety. Um, I want to go to one of those There's meetings. a bunch of different reasons, but yeah, loneliness and, and definitely, you know, um, having to look at yourself, um, having to contend with being yeah. by yourself or, or working. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of different reasons why I believe um, people go to meetings and do that, but I find those ones are hilarious. They're mm. just freaking hilarious. Constant separation, man, right? <laughs> like this this, yeah. this freaking uh, drug addict mind, mm-hmm. it, wants, it's, it wants me separate from everyone. Sure. And it starts out with things like that. Like, I, I hear someone pick up uh, uh, a one-year medallion. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. um, and they're like, oh, I did it because of you guys. And I'm like, no, the fuck you didn't, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. You, you, no. you did it bone powder fucking dry or you are at the steps. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. One or the other. But that's me separating, you know? Like, okay. may, may, maybe she did. Maybe they did do it off of uh, off, off the, back the, the, the help of other people. Yeah. But Eli can't do it like that, and that's fine. You, you know, yeah. like we're we're still suffering from the same disease, and we're still getting better. You know? Yeah, I couldn't. Um, I couldn't do it that way. I I came in. And I finished all steps in three weeks. What? I had to. Well, I that's because you're like, OCD. No, because it, no. <laughs> that's he wants to be the best. No, it doesn't have anything to do with that because Don't. I knew that if I didn't. Captain Recovery. It's <laughs> really loud. I have the text approved. Yeah. No. Not you guys. You're OCD as fuck. No. You are. Dude, I know. I was so, gonna fucking die. I was gonna. I was gonna pick up and use again. That was. That's what it was. I was worried. I was worried. By the way. Yeah. We appreciate it. We're, yeah. we're giving you a hard time, but oh, we love you for things. it. I was seriously. I was seriously. I. I was concerned that I that there was a chance I could pick up again. Right. I got into it so fast because um, I didn't want f- I didn't want that fucking life anymore. You didn't want that feeling. And again. by life, yeah. I mean I didn't want the li- I didn't want what was going on in my head to keep going on in my head. Yeah. And I got into this thing as fast as possible because my experience before showed me that when I stay in places like that, I'll pick up a drink or a drug because yeah. that will make it go away if just for a couple seconds. Yeah. Just just give me some fucking relief. Ease and comfort, right? Mm. Yeah, ease and comfort. So yeah. I couldn't do it just on like the fellowship and hanging out with people, no. smoking cigarettes afterwards and stuff. You need purpose, meaning. But what what I what I got from you about the separate, always separate, uh, the drug addict mind, mm-hmm. we're separating ourselves, distancing and all that. I think the biggest, someone told me the biggest thing that helps your success in this, uh, because that's a big hurdle, the 
separation and all that. Humble pie, man. It's not always about me. And yeah. so when I was able to eat that pie and say, it's not always about me. It's this is their journey. This is this person's journey, whatever. I'm not going to judge this. Then then really it made it a lot easier to be around people. I'm not laughing at you. I just I thought of something. I know. I, I always trigger these weird chuckles. <laughs> no. I, mean, I say I'm, something. I'm, I'm, debating, something. I'm, debating, <laughs> I'm debating whether I want to say what's going through my head. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so why, why do you go to meetings, Eli? What's the point? Like, you've worked all 12 steps. You've recovered. I mean, there's no shortage of people to find. I mean, you can go to a freaking hospital, psych ward, a treatment center, three-quarter house. Like, you you can pull, rip a guy, you know, find a guy in the street and um, get him sober. Like, why even go to meetings at this point? What's the point? Well, <laughs> you're in a relationship, so you're not. Obviously, I would I would hope you're not going there to, uh, you know, for for unhealthy well that's for, not necessarily for, unhealthy. for picking up uh, for picking up chicks yeah yeah I'll, or, I'll say or dudes. that's or dudes. why i whatever, go that's whatever. actually why i go to meetings yeah Chick- picking up dudes because yeah. yeah. i don't want to be separated yeah. from a woman oh yeah so uh, no i'm just i'm messing around but so so i'm really glad you asked that scott um there's there's two parts to that question you mm-hmm. you said why do i go to meetings why don't yeah. i just do go to halfway houses treatment centers things like that I do go to treatment centers. I, I, I do go to halfway house. I do go to recovery, recovery centered places, sober living. Um, and that's a, that's a big part of what keeps me sober. Really? But I, I go to meetings because in that situation, I'm placed in a position of maximum service where, where I can carry that message that it is possible to recover from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I can pass that on to, to someone else. And like, Part of the twelve step program, as uh, as both y'all know, we we have to give back, right? Yep. We, yeah, we, absolutely. We, we we can't keep this thing because once we keep it, then we're being selfish, mm-hmm. selfishness, self centeredness. That fucking kills me. Right. So I go there because basically they bust drug addicts and alcoholics in there. All you fucking <laughs> yeah. have to do is show up <laughs> and much. not sound like a moron, and <laughs> and you 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 will be able to help somebody. Damn. And even if you do sound like a moron, you can still probably help somebody. Yeah, like, the morons help me. I, I, same. I, I honestly, like, I cannot, I, w- I cannot rely on the fact that I'll remember my last drunk or my last high. But I can go to a meeting and I can see somebody who's literally in the middle of their last drunk or their last Ooh. high. And I can go, yep, that's how I stay reminded. I've heard it said before. Yeah. Oh, if you forget your last drunk, you're doomed to drink again. I, okay, so I just go to a meeting and I get to see my last drunk because my last drunk just walked in the door and he's sitting right there. Visualization. And gonna, yeah, and I'm going to go up to him afterwards and I'm going to ask him how he's doing. And and I I find other shortcomings in myself. Like once I start to get a little bit of uh, unease, dis-ease going on, like, right. like when someone shares a certain thing that I don't like. I'm like, oh, that motherfucker, and then and <laughs> and then then I then I go ahead and do a ten step on it, you know, and and, and I and I look at why that's bothering me, right. so so I, I'm able to grow from that too, you know, yeah. okay. um, learn learning to take whatever situation's going on and getting some growth from it, and it's not just at meetings; that could be at work, it can be in my relationship. I tell you what. You, you want to grow? Get in a fucking relationship. You will grow a lot. I'm trying. I'm really <laughs> trying right now. I, I, I it's have, hard. No, it's really, I, it's really, it's really hard doing it sober and uh, li- living this spiritual way of life. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm trying to get in a relationship, Eli. You know this. We've talked about that. Oh, what? We're what uh, doing? one ten. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah, hour ten. Um, hour ten. I'm, I'm actually doing okay with this. Right? Yeah. I just have to turn it off when. 
It gets too hot. Yeah, and it's it's actually dormant, right? Oh, good. Oh, okay. I, and I also have this third up, so mm. it, it does totally shit. Right. You still have. I love I love that Fucking a, right. I love that I'm trying to do like the hand cues. I'm like wrap it up, and then like look up there, and he goes, "What hour ten mark? What does yeah. that mean?" Uh, one point one <laughs> zero. <laughs> oh, fuck you guys. This is this is podcast, not radio. Right, I know. Yeah. I just like giving it anything well, no, I can give. Scott it's shit not live. More, more professionalism, the better. But yeah, yeah, I love the I love the like the idea of like the, the fucking desperate producer being like. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Hurry the yeah. fuck up. <laughs> makes me think of. Uh, um, Are you having a seizure over there, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of like the public public access stuff they do on Tim and Eric. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When it's like the 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 bad the editing, bad and they're editing. like, "Come on down." <laughs> mm. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Rela- a relationship. <laughs> yeah. A relationship definitely brings up other aspects of yourself to be worked on that cannot be brought up. Will never be brought up as long as you're single. And and. Yeah, you probably yeah. I'm probably a fucking idiot <laughs> for wanting that, but 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 yeah, I do. I well, do. they said. I mean, the, the the advice they give you is your first year of sobriety. Ooh, yeah, let's talk about this. Not getting that. So I yeah. I totally skipped that. Yeah, yeah that, fuck that. So let's. Talk I went right into a relationship. So here's. I'll share this with because I. This is what I've told my sponsees. This is what was told to me by my sponsor. Uh, I was not told not to get into a relationship for the first year, although a lot of people are. Um, I haven't been able to find that in the literature. Um, and I know people who've gotten into relationships like while they, they met in treatment and they've been married or together, like Few and committed. far between, but it does happen. Between, but it does yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. So what my sponsor told me was, uh, and I share this with my sponsees, is he said, I'm going to suggest that you don't get involved with anybody, relationship or sexual, um, even for that matter, because that's that's a level of involvement, until after you do your fifth step. Because after your fifth step, who and what you're attracted to is going to cha- change. Mm. And I was obviously wasn't on a fifth step, so I didn't know what he said. So my first time around at about six weeks, I started the steps. And uh, so it, I had my four step written out. <clears throat> Uh, I'd gone to a meeting on a Wednesday night and a couple of the ladies, young girls that I was, young girls, I just fucking sounded so wow. creepy. Wow. Fucking yeah. creeper. Fucking, yeah, the 14 year olds. No, I'm just kidding. Deleted. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to edit that out. By the way, it sounds like you're saying fist step. Fist step. Yeah. And I don't know what you're talking about. That's why, that's why I was talking young. That's why I was talking to women. Yeah. The fist step. No. The fist step. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, this, yeah. this is really uh, escalating. Yeah. No, so there were some girls there that obviously I'd known and seen at meetings and everything, and I was interested in them. And um, uh, that was on a Wednesday night. Thursday morning, I got up. I did my fist step with my sponsor. I took an hour to myself, came back. We did six, seven, eight, and I started making my men's list. That was on a Thursday morning and afternoon. Thursday night, I went to another meeting, and at that meeting were a couple of those uh, young ladies. God, there's that fucking word again. A couple of women. <laughs> women, I'll just say women. There were a couple of women at that meeting uh, that were at the Wednesday meeting before, and I walked in, and I looked at them, and I said, oh, my God, what the fuck was I thinking? And not that they're bad in any way, shape, or form. There was nothing There was nothing about them that was negative. Um, they hadn't changed, as a matter of fact, in the 24-hour period. And, and that 24-hour period, the only thing they had changed was their outfits um, and the meeting they had gone to. But I had changed as a result of working that step. Um, And so what I found attractive and what I wanted to align myself with significantly changed as a result of working those steps. So that's the thing that I share with my sponsees. Now, (laughs) I've got one that just fucking 
took that advice and just threw it right out the fucking window. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks for And he seems you. to be doing, yeah, you know, and, and, and things seem to be going fine. But that's what, for me, that was the thing, too. And, like, because I, I know from personal experience that I was going to change. That whole don't get into a relationship for you yeah. thing, that's cock blocking. It is, it, man. It is. It's, it's, it's called program cock blocking. So, it is. no, I'm just. <laughs> so, so here, here, here's a theory on it, and I okay. could, I could fucking miss the mark completely. Sure, most likely. Um, if I'm one year, do you have an sober, expert rifleman badge? Did you get that? Not my last one. My last one was a sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. Okay. Yeah. So you may not miss the mark. Yeah. I was right. a four timer. Uh, all right. Okay. Yeah, you, you had to requal four times. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I I actually qualified sharpshooter in a hurricane, um, but that's that's not important. No big no big deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Toot to, to your own horn. Um, no. Okay, yeah. So your theory. So, your theory. so here here's my theory on it. If I've been one year sober, okay. which which I I have before. I've I've had one year clean and sober. Oh, you have. So this Bone, isn't your first time. Around. No, 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 not not at all. It's my first time actually doing the work. Okay. Bone powder fucking dry. Um, I am focusing on outside things to keep me sober. I'm I'm placing my reliance on worldly things mm. per se. Like my my fiance, the only um, person of the opposite sex or same sex, depending on what you're into. Uh yeah, ex- exactly. Sure. But but no, not not not, not exactly. Just just anything I can use to fill this void in me. Right. right. Sure. Um. And I'm extremely selfish you still. Void. You have a void in you? Yes. <laughs> He's avoiding it. Mm. So You're a man. You're supposed to fill voids. Can Can I answer this question? Yeah, okay. I was just wondering. I'm uh, trying to get some comedy in. <laughs> I, was, okay. I, was, I was just wondering. That's what the video is for. Uh, <laughs> right, <okay>. Yeah, <laughs> like it's looking right at your face. There's going to be plenty <laughs> of comedy. Oh, oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, it went off. I got it on the side, but <laughs> yeah. here comes the comedy. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but Jesus Christ. So I've, I, I've been a, a year dry before. And, uh, right. I, I was in a relationship, and you know what? When when she did something wrong, I yes. used that as an excuse for me to do something wrong. Really? To, to, to make the most insane mistake I can possibly make. And mind you, I'm at 18 months sober. Not not even a year, 18 months. Oh, wow. Okay. And I, I've been in this relationship we before I even started trying to get sober. Okay. But at 18 months, bone powder fucking dry, mm-hmm. I let one thing she did be my excuse to, to, to make the most insane decision I can make. Yeah. Which is what? Which is to pick up the first drink or drug because once I do mm-hmm. that I, I, I don't know what's going to happen after that. I may have just one but nine times out of ten I'm going to have 100. <laughs> Who the fuck wants to have one? I'm going to make 20 trips to the ATM yeah. probably the same ATM <laughs> No uh, shit! And uh, yeah. yeah it's it's going to I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna get there, you, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm I'm gonna keep going until I, either I'm passed out or I'm out of money and out of options. Options. Yeah. Mm. It's funny you mention that because you know I'm in a relationship and that's why I brought up the thing. You know, I'm six months in. Right. But I found myself thinking those thoughts. I've caught them and I've called people. You know, that's the thing is I'll call someone when I have that thought, but. I'll get upset at the relationship over something small or something big. I don't, I don't care, but I'll think even, and it's blatantly in my head. I can use this to justify 
relapsing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, oh, I need this for this. No, yeah. it's like, oh, I can relapse. It'll be okay because this happened. Ooh. And that's when I'm like, I got to call somebody. And I, I mean, I pride myself on being able to do that, not doing the step work right now, but still picking well, those up that are, phone. Those are, yeah, those are crucial tools that whether you're working the steps or not, that's yeah, something that exactly. definitely you know works in a pinch you mentioned being bone powder bone powder dried um you ever tried to kill yourself yes really um, yeah and unfortunately that's that's a big unfortunately it didn't work <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah that yeah. was dark on that oh, note i'm uh, the fuck out of here no very fortunately it did not work yeah but thank uh, god yeah. yeah yeah man it's a big issue with veterans with, honestly, with society I, I'd in be, general i'd be um, fucked I, I, I would be, um, I wouldn't have nearly as, um, as a good life yeah. had, had you actually been successful. On that. <laughs> I'm being you. honest. That's yeah. not like funny radio. No, I get that. Broadcast, what? cast, Thanks. podcast, what cast. What saying? kind of cast are we doing? That's <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being serious. Like I would, um, because yeah, meet, meeting you when I was in, uh, when I was in treatment was crucial. I'm really glad that God didn't. That like, it happened. Yeah. That, that he stepped yeah. in because I would be a totally different man today. What What were you saying? Anyway a happier the, man, the probably numbers? in some areas, but no, I'm just fucking about no, a big no, thing with I veterans. Know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Eli, you were no, saying I something would. that I yeah, yeah, I wanted. You said yeah. You said a lot of veterans. hearing. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, oh, did I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Are, are, are you no, sure? I'm glad, I'm glad. I'm very glad you were unsuccessful. Me too. I am. Yeah. And, you know so, and there's a lot. There's a lot of men and women here in Asheville. Um, that are very glad that they, that you weren't successful in that too. Well, we would be a lot worse off. There would be a void in. I'm undecided. There'd be a void. <laughs> in, uh, yeah, and and it's it's not like I'm I'm anybody special. Like no, some, some somebody else would have been able to step no. in and fill that role, but no. fortunately, we we don't have to even no. think about that because it didn't happen. Right. I'm, I'm still here. I, I, I get to be part of other people's lives, and, I, and in turn, I get to have you guys be part of my life, which is fucking amazing. Yeah. But only for today. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't know. I'd like to have you around tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> seriously, no. No. Yeah, only for today. So and what were you saying? It was a big thing about with, with veterans. Veterans. Like this, this yeah. Because I know. I, I'm, yeah. I connect with you on that that little, that um, uh, that attempt. You and I are on the same page on yeah. that. You know, I've had that too, and I know that feeling. I know going back to it is not pretty. I've done it four times. Being there, unsuccessfully. right? So four we times. we know four different ways, and none of them worked. And and before you you talk about this, I do want to mention if you are thinking about this, if you're listening to this, and you are thinking these thoughts that we're we're bringing up, this is kind of we joke a little bit, but it's serious. Um, you need to call somebody, just like I call somebody when I'm feeling you know, that, that urge to relapse or something or, but when it's serious, you can call that VA crisis line Yeah, and it's 1-800-273-8255. I've got the, the veteran support bracelet thing yeah. that's got that number on it. Cause I'm not that smart. Yeah. You know, I can look on my wrist and, and even if I don't have my phone, but I know where you were going with this and I want to get that out now that, that we got Scott done with his wild tangent. <laughs> Because he felt bad. He did. He, 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 <laughs> he felt bad. He's like, I said a horrible thing. He's I probably not done saying, I said a horrible thing. You know what? I'll go to bed just fine tonight and sleep just well because I say horrible things. Just all for the today. Time. Just for today. Okay. But, um, yeah, or, um, you know, or people in the, even if you're not a veteran, there's resources out there. You can go online and you can Google, um, you can Google crisis lines uh, for alcoholism and drug addiction. 
um, and and there'll be alcoholics and people who can understand you will actually help. They they will help. They'll talk to you on the phone. They'll even send people to um, they'll even send people out to you like twelve step stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, exactly what I was saying. JP was um, there's there's roughly about twenty two veterans a day that commit suicide, and a lot of them aren't as fortunate as us three were. Like they they succeed in the tent. When when I was in treatment, actually, I got actually while I was on the psych ward, I wasn't even in treatment yet. I, I got two phone calls of friends that were, that are no longer with us now. Yeah, uh, fuck. And yeah. W- one of them I served with, and one was a veteran that that I met um, through another resource. And uh, man, it's heavy. It it really is, and and I think a lot of it comes from that separation mm-hmm. I, I, okay. I'm not saying that they're all addicts or alcoholics mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying that there's there's something going on upstairs and they feel like they are separate and connected because that was my uh, they disconnected because that was my experience I felt disconnected I felt like nothing was ever going to get better and I'm I'm sitting here right right now to tell everyone like it it can get better and it does get better and it will get better uh, you're like, living proof yeah man yeah. you're living proof we're all living proof the fact they can get better it yeah, and it is, uh, yeah, the separation thing. No, it's not separate. It's This is not a recovery from anything. Um, <laughs> you can try it separate, but it's really a we thing. It's yeah. something that we all do together. Um, it's not a, it's not a solo. Again, it's not a solo gig. Again, if you are having those thoughts of harming yourself or others, I mean, there's someone that can listen. So you can call that VA crisis line. Anybody can call it. The 1-800-273-8255 and then use option one. Yeah. But they'll... They'll, they'll help you out. Thanks for coming in, Eli. Hey, thanks for that having me, That was really guys. awesome having you here. Yeah. Thanks, this, Eli. This, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, I'll take it. I've been called a lot worse. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, that was a term of endearment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's been an honor. I, I really appreciate Scott and uh, JP and uh, Nick for having me here today. This is this has been a blast. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We knew you. Uh, yeah, we're, we're really glad that you, uh, that you accepted our invitation to actually come in. And talk with us uh, yeah. today, just for today. We just might talk tomorrow. We might not. But probably uh, not if I can help it. We yeah. might have you back again. We might have to have you back if again. you stop making Scott nervous. Oh, <laughs> I'll have to get more crayons. <laughs> oh, those were delicious. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe you actually <laughs> ate a crayon, dude. That's crazy. I've, never, I've ate cat food before, but we'll probably do that in another show. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming in. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks <laughs> to broke. Still. <laughs> I'm sorry, my brain. I was went. doing that for like yeah, my, thirty seconds. I, I was yeah. waiting for it. Yeah, well, you just, oh, he's giving me the stare, dude. You look like you. Nah, I couldn't. Man. Good thing. Good thing you and I weren't out there using together. You know who has that? Would be, right. Oh yeah, that you would know be, who has the most interesting. patience during all this? Who? Our producer. I yes. know our producer. Yeah, yes. Nick. Nick. I think and we should we should throw out there. I'm getting there. About that. Don't I'm just saying. Out. I'm oh, just that saying. He's, that he's uh, That he's patient. awesome. No, he's pacing back and forth. He's pacing he's patiently. Pacing awesomeless. No, no, Nick is awesome. And Broken Helm <laughs> is awesome. And, and I just wanted to thank them on, my, on behalf of myself and Eli yeah, and JP man. for having us here uh, at Broken Helm to be able to do this, uh, to do our cast. Uh, just, some are. You have to say it one are. more time. Yeah. <laughs> Broken Helm. Broken Helm. <laughs> because three times it sinks in. <laughs> Broken oh, Helm. Oh, no. And a third time it's going to be like Beetlejuice. Beetle guys. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. He so did it. Ran. We're fine. He did. did. Goodbye. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Uh, yeah. So for just for today. Uh, Maybe tomorrow. For me we'll and see. JP. Uh, and Broken Helm. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, Eli. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was easy. How did that go? That went absolutely awesome. It was really? Like, it was 
was it was a shit show for me like towards the end because okay. the cameras were going fucking crazy. I know and yeah. I'm, I was trying to like yeah. help out with that and I'm like oh. but and then wait I, is that camera one this is this is one is one is always going to be on you camera okay one? two is going to be two because <laughs> when you wrote camera one I was hoping that was yeah, one because yeah, yeah. I, I started paying attention to that. yeah you got it though yeah you want me to turn this light up uh yeah please yeah I like I like how I remember the backlight like <laughs> and I look at him like I'm like, oh yeah, that's why it looks better. Yeah. I like how what helped you do that was me almost breaking the shit out of my phone. Yeah, I heard the noise. <laughs> I thought it was the light for a second, and I was like, that doesn't sound like. How did it look? How did it look? How did it sound? Oh my god, it's it looked fucking. I finally got like this has been like a lot. Like I've recorded maybe like twelve times in here. Oh yeah. And it's just yeah, the first time. It was just like I loved it. Yeah. These <laughs> these are actually great. These little the um the little filters I made. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, they, 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 I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. They're, what are they out of? Blinding. Parchment paper. Nice. Yeah, I was looking up like how to like make a professional studio out of garbage basically. <laughs> and I love Google. But uh, I mean, I, I set up some like shots with my daughter. I mean, thank you would thank you. You wouldn't even. I mean, that's that's the thing with lighting, man. That you right. The really expensive stuff is just more convenient. Exactly. Like I can't, I can't just replace that. I have to unta- I have to take the tape untape off. Untape it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we got a, a spider on the wall too. But no, it looked absolutely great. I was yeah. Like, like uh, it was funny at one point. I was like, I want. I was like. Oh, guys, come look how good you look. <laughs> hey, everyone, come yeah. see how good I look. But like, look obviously me, look that me. wouldn't work because you'd get up. Right. Right. And I was thinking about turning the monitor, so, but I think the audio is still recording. It is. Yeah. Oh. No, it's good. The editing, ding, 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 ding. But it is, so, editing is the 